Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features we have there. They are completely free, so uh, head on over there. Again, freetalklive.com. In fact, the main feature of the site allows you, the listener, to uh, influence the stuff that shows up on the website. You can submit pretty much anything you want that you find online, but make it good because, uh, well, if it sucks, then it's not going to make it to the front page. If it's interesting, if it's uh, entertaining, there's a good chance that our other listeners are going to vote it up and it could make it to the front page at the very top of the website. So uh, as you're surfing the web, if you find something you think our listeners would enjoy, submit it over at freetalklive.com, and it might just uh, be brought to our attention by it making it to the front page. In fact, there are a couple of stories there on the front page that definitely deserve uh, to be covered here tonight. One of them is about the group of civilly disobedient activists in Orlando, Florida. And people always accuse uh, some some of the critics. You are always... Talking about news in New Hampshire and the civilly disobedient people in New Hampshire. What are you doing all the time? This is like a show about New Hampshire. No, it's not. It's clearly not. In <laughs> fact, uh, as we pointed out to one of the, the critics recently, just look through the, the show listings on uh, the website and you'll see that it's, it's usually not about uh, what's going on up here. I like to talk about civil disobedience, though, because I think it's a particularly powerful form of activism. I think dollar for dollar, uh, the amount of time and money and effort spent on uh, doing civil disobedience can have a much greater effect on possibly affecting change than can uh, working within the system and I think it by is, their rules. I think it is more powerful, and I think that uh, we're finding uh, that um, you know it can it can be it is powerful, and if it's not wielded correctly, it will be powerful in the opposite direction of what you want. You can turn uh, you know sort of uh, a community uh, opinion against yourself if you don't do it correctly. Well, it all depends, Mark. Indeed. I don't know what community opinion means. I think it depends who you ask. And the idea that anybody is in touch with what the community thinks is a pretty ludicrous concept because each individual is likely to have differing opinions about any uh, anything that goes on. That said, I'll agree with you that some civil disobedience perhaps is more ideal uh, of a circumstance than another. And I think that the folks down in Orlando, and we met a bunch of these guys at the, the recent Porcupine Freedom Festival about a month and a half ago, actually about two months ago at this point, uh, here in New Hampshire. Hampshire. They came up, two carloads of people came up from Orlando talking about how uh, the New Hampshire movement, uh, the freedom movement up here has inspired them to get active down there. And one of the things they did a few weeks ago was to create the City Hall Sandwich Club. And I don't know if they'd come up with that name a few weeks ago, but they have it now. And it was a few weeks ago that they went out in front of City Hall in Orlando, Florida, and began handing out uh, pre-made sandwiches to homeless people. Now, this was in violation of a city ordinance that was passed specifically banning, I think it was in a, like a two-block radius of City Hall, banning any feeding of the homeless within a two-block radius of, uh, of City Hall in downtown Orlando. Uh, excuse me, two-mile two radius, uh, according to <laughs> WESH.com. It's a little longer than two blocks. Uh, so that's what channel the... Channel 2? Uh, w, I don't know. Yeah, Channel 2. Uh, so, so they did it back then, and nobody was arrested. So, naturally, they're doing it again, and they were scheduled to do it at 5 o'clock this afternoon. There aren't, as of the last time I checked, there aren't any details yet online. We know they're regular listeners of the program. They sent me the press release announcing that this was going on. It's also the top story on our website as well. So, hopefully, we'll hear from one of them tonight, uh, if they're not in jail, at least, and they'll let us know uh, what transpired 
this time around. And these guys are making national headlines as a result of going out and violating this stupid ban on feeding the homeless. Yeah, I think that uh, the government is the problem for a lot of homelessness out there. I mean, it is it the is the cause okay. um, that, uh, that and, and, you know, so them banning a solution. I don't think handing out sandwiches to homeless people is really solves any of the homeless people's problem other no. than their hunger that day. And um, or, or whatever, you know, the few dollars that they managed to scrape up. But if that's prevents what folks want to do, then they should be able to. Yeah. If you want to feed the homeless people, you you should be able to do so. So we're going to, you know, get you. We're going to clue you in as soon as we find out more about what's happening down in Orlando. Because as I, say, as I say, you know, civil disobedience, if it's happening somewhere, I think it deserves to be talked about, especially if it's from a pro-liberty perspective. Well, what's the article say? Well, there's just not much there. Uh, basically announced it. They got press in advance. Oh, wow. Uh, so they sent out a that press release. they're doing it right. They've got it down uh, in Orlando. I mean, and that, they haven't, uh, they haven't uh, you know, for whatever reason, the press doesn't dislike them for what they're doing because this has the, the feel of something, you know, warm and fuzzy. You're giving, you're giving poor homeless people sandwiches. Who could be against that, right? Yeah, so they plan to take a protest to the steps of City Hall passing out food during a city council meeting. That is happening uh, again tonight <laughs> as of 5 o'clock. So really these, stepping it up. These guys, they're brave. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. And can you imagine, Mark, the difference in uh, coverage, press coverage, if they'd just gone to the city council meeting and begged in front of the city council? Who the hell would care about that? No. That wouldn't garner any national headlines. That wouldn't get you a, you know, a, a headline over at FARC.com or, or radio shows talking about what you did. You have to actually take some risk in order, in I, th- in I believe, to uh, to get some level of reward. Now, does this mean the city council is going to repeal their ordinance? Not, not likely. Necess- not necessarily. Civil disobedience doesn't. Not, not today. Right. It doesn't result in immediate. Uh, typically, it doesn't result in immediate change to the system. But, but, but what but, it but can political, do, pro- political activism generally doesn't either. Oh hell no. <laughs> but what it can do is it can get people talking. And if you're just begging in front of the city council, unless somebody happens to be watching that boring crap on television or happens to be sitting there to watch that nonsense, uh, you know, nonsense being the city council meeting, then they're not going to even know you did it. There's not going to be a conversation. But if you get into the mainstream, you know, get into the media, you get on television, the TV station reporting on this, as they have in the past, you start hitting blogs. Uh, The word starts to spread. It goes viral. That's when people can have a conversation about how absurd it is that these people at the city council of Orlando have banned the feeding of the homeless within a two-mile radius from City Hall. I mean, it's just a... It's just outrageous that they would do something like that. The idea, I guess, is to clean up the city. We don't want these. But if they wanted to clean people. up the city, they wouldn't. They wouldn't ban uh, feeding of homeless two mile uh, within a two mile radius of city hall. They'd ban it everywhere. What mm. they want to do is clean up the section of city they have to see when they right. come to city council meetings. Pretty much, and that's that's disgusting. So we'll hope to hear. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Hope we get more details on how that went today. Otherwise, there's a little bit of other news, and we're gonna. I want to get to the blogger story too, which is outrageous about the the blogging license in uh, Philadelphia. So we'll get to that. But first, there's another story, and this one I found on Facebook. Now this one is just a press release, so I, I've yet to uh, you know to verify, but I think it's an unusual example of civil disobedience. Killeen, Texas where five peace activists successfully blockaded six buses carrying Fort Hood soldiers deploying to Iraq outside of Fort Hood's Clark Gate this morning at around 4 a.m. While the activists took the width of Clark Road and slowed the buses to a halt, police made no arrests. 
but instead beat the activists out of the streets using automatic weapons and police dogs so the deploying soldiers could proceed. Among those blockading were three veterans of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and one military spouse. The action, organized by a group calling themselves Fort Hood Disobeys, was aimed at preventing the deployment of the 3rd Armored Cavalry Regiment soldiers to what the veterans termed an illegal and immoral occupation. And, of course, I would agree with that. Uh, now, I, I do, too. And I'm trying to – I generally don't support the, uh, the outside-the-system activism here, here in New Hampshire. I mean, I, I, tend, I watch it. I'm taking a look. I want to see what it results in. But, you know, my, my judgment is out. And until then, I'm, I'm taking a wry eye because it kind of annoys me. Um, but my question is, is where are the people that are coming out and saying uh, that, that these people have acted in you know, a terrible fashion, they're poisoning the well, da 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 the Well, people, it just happened at 4 a.m. this morning. The people that believe, like they do, that the war is immoral. But are trying to hold, you know, but to, to are, yell at them for their tactics. Yeah, that are, that are questioning their tactics. That's what I want to know. Because, I mean, um, I've I heard wouldn't, we wouldn't lots, know about that, right? lots Be- and lots of libertarians say things about uh, the, the tactics here in Keene, New Hampshire. And I, I, I'm only trying to look at this in a skeptical fashion is, uh, you know, all the libertarians say that the libertarians that are doing the outside the system activists here are poisoning the well. They're, they're you know, they're, they're going about it in the wrong fashion, uh, blah, 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 blah. Where are, the, where are the peace activists that are saying that these peace activists are poisoning the well? And all that other they stuff. may be out there, Mark, and that's a they good, may. I don't a good know. question. I mean, we don't live in Colleen, so we're probably not as uh, as tied into whatever the peace activist community would say down there. But uh, if you can find something like that, we'd certainly be happy to share it too. Different perspectives, etc. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Head on over also and enjoy our website, including the various different features we have, like live streams. Around the clock, you can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Just go to listen.freetalklive.com, get broadband and dial-up streams. Plus, you can learn about our listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. And again, get Free Talk Live whatever time it is, it'll be on. Uh, Go and listen in at listen.freetalklive.com. So what's the reason that you don't write your congressperson on important issues that, uh, that, that affect you and your daily life because you know it's largely pointless it doesn't have to be that way your voice can be raised with tens of thousands of other people you can go to downsizedc.org and sign up today for their downsizer dispatch they'll uh, inform you about important pieces of legislation that are coming before the uh, 535 drunken sailors in Washington, D.C., and uh, that are the votes that are going to be made. And you can write in conjunction with uh, tens of thousands of other Downsize D.C. supporters uh, when they send you this dispatch. It's DownsizeDC.org. I'm a, uh, a member, and Ian is too, so sign up today. 
So the story is out of uh, Colleen, Texas, and I presume that's somewhere near Austin. I actually haven't had the time to check on a map of that because the Austin Statesman is also reporting on what was a, a what their activists are reporting was a successful blockade, some civil disobedience happening in Colleen, right outside of Fort Hood. Uh, Fort Hood's Clark Gate this morning at around 4 a.m. A group calling themselves Fort Hood Disobeys uh, set themselves out in front of this cavalry or whatever, this group of soldiers, uh, the 3rd Armored Cavalry Regiment soldiers who were heading out to war in uh, Iraq and at slash Afghanistan or wherever, somewhere over in the Middle East. And they basically stretched themselves across the streets, uh, linking each other together and refusing to move and forced the buses to stop moving. As a result of that, they were beaten out of the street, as they say, by uh, automatic weapons and police dogs. Semi-rubber bullets? Presuming, uh, we'll presume that's what uh, what they shot at them, yes, because I don't think anybody perished. Uh, while standing in the street, activists held banners reading, Occupation is a crime, and please don't make the same mistake we did, resist now, because some of the people that were standing in the street had were, been... Were, in fact, veterans. Uh, yeah, to those wars. Uh, from the TXHW190 overpass, additional supporters attempted to hang larger banners that read, Tell the brass, kiss my ass, your family needs you more, sick of fighting your wars, and Colonel Allen, do not deploy wounded soldiers. This latest deployment comes less than two weeks after President Obama announced the second end to combat operations in Iraq. However, I'd like to ins- uh, insert there that apparently the there's they've changed the name right. <laughs> of the um, what they're doing in Iraq. Which well, didn't this Bush is the same thing too? they did in the Vietnam. They didn't send it in combat troops. They sent it in advisors. Right, and, and these are these people are just advising the uh, the Iraqi uh, forces. So he's right. attempting to keep his promise by keeping fifty thousand advisors. advisors. In Iraq, I guess it's not all fifty thousand, but I mean that's that's the amount of troops that are there. So are they actually reducing the number of troops, or are they just changing their name to advisors? I, I've heard different things. I've say, heard there's right? going to be fifty thousand troops. That there are fifty thousand troops in Iraq with the uh, departure of the, uh, the the striker brigade. Right. Uh, according to the Army Times, it uh, they're the ones that are reporting here that they're going to be called essentially they're, they're going to be there as the advise and assist brigades. <laughs> They're going to advise the people that are there oppressing folks how to oppress them and assist them in their I pressure. guess they won't need any automatic weapons or bulletproof vests or, you know, any uh, military right. hardware or anything like that. Just give them some, uh, you know, give them a little pip helmet and, uh, you know, maybe uh, collared shirts. Yeah. Right? Some khakis, perhaps. Uh, FHD organizers denounced uh, FHD organizers denounced this as a lie. Speaking of Obama announcing the second end to combat operations in Iraq, the first time was when George Bush, I think, uh, said that mission accomplished. Remember yeah. that one with the banner and everything. Uh, so they point out that uh, the deployment of the third ACR combat regiment to Iraq is clear proof. Uh, again, this was the regiment that they were blocking from going in there. They have stated they will continue to organize direct action in the Fort Hood community to oppose the wars as long as troops continue to deploy. The action organizers have established a website at forthooddisobeys.blogspot.com where they will be posting statements, photos, and video from the actions as they become available in the next 48 hours. So forthooddisobeys.blogspot.com. That one might be a site to, uh, to keep an eye on. As we continue here, we will take your phone calls at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, so yeah, there you go. Some uh, some updates on civil disobedience 
from across the country. And how do you feel about that? How do you feel about blocking off the road from these buses going out to war? Well, I, I guess I, I have some questions. What mm-hmm. does the road mean? Is the road the, uh, the, the driveway of the, the base? And I'm sure there's several. Um, I mean, are they, are they in the middle of the interstate? Are they impeding other people besides the buses? Uh, I guess besides soldiers um, and military uh, people, because as far as I'm concerned, I guess it doesn't matter to me if they're impeding people who are driving onto the base and driving off of the base it's or a good whatever. Question. I, I, it know. says it's outside Fort Hood's Clark Gate. So it sounds to me like it's right next, right real close to mm-hmm. where the, the buses are actually leaving the vicinity of the fort. And, and to me, what I would say is that these police uh, then acted, um, they acted in a fashion that they did not need to act. They used force where they did not need to use force um, because they could have taken these buses and driven them out some other exit. They could have just turned them around and dro- drove them out some other exit. So what they wanted to do is say... They could. I mean, maybe there's one main exit out. I don't know. It would seem Fort silly, though, Hood? Right? It would seem silly. I yeah. mean, <laughs> this thing is a small city. I, that, that's, that sounds ridiculous Mark, to me. then they wouldn't have had the fun of being able right. to shoot and an it's all, it's all about uh, It's all about power and making people comply. You have to pull out the automatic weapons with the rubber bullets and uh, you know the, the tear gas grenades and, and batons and all that stuff. Or could you have just turned the buses around and gone someplace else? These people can't cover all the exits. They get, you know, the, the cops gave them everything that they wanted, which was the, the uh, you know, this kind of coverage. It's it's just silly. It's silly. Now, they actually include in this press release, very, it's very well done. Uh, they actually include statements from the disobedience. So I think that uh, we're going to take some cues from this up here in New Hampshire as our uh, activist movement continues to mature and more activists come here. The, civilly dis- uh, excuse me, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org is going to start really promoting the stories of the people who are doing the civil disobedience. Because heretofore, that has really been, uh, or you know, until now, that, that's really not happened, where the people that are doing civil disobedience have just kind of done it, and they've, they've gone on and they've done whatever else comes next. But there's going to be a press conference coming up for this, the Disobedient Seven, the people that were arrested during the open container incident for blocking police cars and such up here in Keene. And part of that, the point of that press conference is to put a human face on uh, these people that were, and I'm one of them, but uh, the, these people that were doing the disobedience. And so here in their press release from uh, the folks that were disobeying at Fort Hood, they actually have statements from the individuals who were participating in this, these uh, Iraqi and uh, Afghanistan war veterans. Uh, what do they have to say? Why are they participating in this? Well, we'll share that with you coming up here in a few moments. It's important for the uh, the news articles, I'd say. To give you an idea of what's going through their minds and why they are taking their, you know, the risk of standing in front of military buses as they head out to war to kill more innocent people. 800-259-9231. That's well, the... It's not their goal to kill innocent people. It's their goal to kill the bad people. But in the process, over in the Afghan uh, theater, many more civilians have been dying than, than bad Oh, kids. many more. All right, 800-259-9231. We'll share those with you. Also, take your calls uh, about how you feel about it or bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features we have there, including news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, you will know first if you're on the news updates list. You can get on and follow our e- get our email updates or follow the Twitter or Facebook profile, whichever works best for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for free. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers that want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be done. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. All the talk in the world doesn't fix anything that's wrong with the system. Going to court, you can do it that way. Get it at Jurisdictionary.com. All right, so I want to share these stories uh, from the disobedience in Killeen, Texas, that stood out in front of the the gate, the Clark Gate at Fort Hood, around 4 a.m. this morning, refusing to move as the buses that were attempting to take the 3rd Armored Cavalry Regiment soldiers off to war were attempting to leave. They were blockaded by these activists until the activists were forced to move uh, by apparently rubber bullets and and other nastiness from the the, the Fort Hood police. But apparently no arrests were made, which is positive. Uh, Anyway, here's one of them. I'm Bobby Wittenberg-James, a Marine veteran of the war against the people of Iraq, a Purple Heart recipient, and a third-generation military service member. I joined the Marines in June of 2003, believing the lies about weapons of mass destruction and an imminent threat to our safety. I've since come to learn that these wars and occupations do not keep the people of the United States or the Middle East safe, but instead serve the interests of politicians, capitalists, and corporations, the ruling elite. These unjust wars and occupations rob the people of Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Yemen of their dignity and their right to self-determination and serve to make the people of both the Middle East and the United States less safe. They also serve to further destabilize a region that has suffered under the boot heel of Western colonialism for over a century. The U.S. empire also supports both financially and militarily the brutal apartheid regime that occupies Palestine. All of this is done in our name with our money, and I'm here to say, not in my name. The recent information leaks about the U.S. empire's wars lay bare their war crimes and crimes against humanity. We must face the truth, even if it makes us uncomfortable or shows us something about ourselves that we don't want to see. When we find the truth, we must respond accordingly. I will not be complicit in the killing of people, since I do not believe that the government or the capitalists will end these wars. Of course, he's using capitalists when he should be using corporatists, but nonetheless, common misconception. Uh, I will vote with my body. Bobby James, Wittenberg James, disobedient. Here's another one. I'm Crystal Colon. I was a sergeant for the Army for five years, stationed at Fort Hood the entire time, save two deployments to Iraq totaling 26 months. I was a signal support systems non-commissioned officer coordinating communications for various commands. I was honorably discharged in January of 2010 and have been organizing in the Veterans Peace Movement ever since. I first began to question the war in Iraq during my first deployment in 05-06. After my friend Robbie was killed, I was very deeply affected. I started questioning why we were in Iraq. I felt like, or it felt like, rather, that he had died for nothing. And unfortunately, that's a true statement. Uh, although, apparently, his death did prompt you into becoming anti-war, so maybe there's, you know, there's a silver lining in there somewhere, but yeah. it's unfortunate that's what it had to take. I don't know if I'm, I'm willing to go out. I mean, it's just such a hard statement to say the death was for nothing, 
But I, you know, what what is it that uh, the, the, that that the United States hopes to achieve? What what is it that United States citizens hope to get out of Iraq? Because uh, we were told weapons of mass destruction, no weapons of mass destruction, or the ones that they did find were old ones from. You know, a decade, more than a decade old sort of sarin gas and things like that. No nuclear weapons. They got the dictator that they installed. Yeah, yeah, but they they got the guy that they had been been previously been on their payroll. That was years ago. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's just what what do Americans hope to get out of? Some of them hope to get lower gas prices because we would take over a uh, Middle East country. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Gas prices went up. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, everything that it is that it, it seems like the United States went in for in all these wars that uh, that they go in for. Well, they don't get. Crystal goes on to say, I plan to leave the military after returning from Iraq. I was stop-lost and forced to return to Iraq for 15 months. Now, just to uh, make it clear what stop-lossing is, that's where the military tells you in one, on one hand that, oh, yeah, you're going to get out on X date. And then when X date rolls around, it's, oh, we're so sorry. You've been stop-lost. Meaning, well, we told you you were going to get out on X date, but... Yeah, you're going to have to stay for a while longer. Yeah. We'll let you know. When you sign a contract with the military and you think it's for four years or two years or six years or whatever it is, it's actually for eight years. Um, mm-hmm. And they can do whatever they want with you in those eight years. That's right. In total held beyond the length of my enlistment more than 450 days in Iraq. Since leaving the military, I've been active with the Veterans Peace Movement, sneaking, uh, excuse me, speaking out about my experiences and supporting troops who refuse to fight. I'm doing this today because I can't allow this war in which I have fought to continue. I can't allow other soldiers to make the same mistake I did, deploying in support of a war crime. As a veteran of Iraq, how could I not do this today? For the people I helped occupy, for the friends I lost and still have over there, for the soldiers on those buses, how could I not do this today? I should have disobeyed. I should have never boarded those buses to Iraq. I wish someone had tried to stop me. I'm Crystal. I'm Mathis Chereau, former Army sergeant and war resistor. I was press-ganged into the Army by Alabama's juvenile justice, he puts that in quotes, really? system in 2002. While in the military, yeah, that is, that's pretty much where they say, yeah, well, uh, you can go to jail or join the military. Well, I, I didn't know that was done anymore. Mm. I just, uh, you know, that's surprise. Yeah, that was that was an old timey way to to handle things. I I had I've never heard of that. I, I, I just I'm surprised. While in the you learn something new every day, Mark. Uh, while in the military, I occupied the nations of Japan and Germany for more than four years with shorter tours in the Philippines and Afghanistan. I was a public affairs non-commissioned officer specializing in strategic communications. In reality, I was a propaganda artist. I was discharged honorably to the individual ready reserve in 2007. While I've always been against the war in Iraq, I began resisting it actively in 2008. After I received mobilization orders for a year-long deployment to Iraq, I refused those orders in Congress in May of 2008, calling my orders illegal and unconstitutional. I believed appealing to Congress would end the war. Well, we've all had silly ideas in the past. Uh, When 13 members signed a letter of support for my decision and sent it to Bush, I thought we had won a victory for peace. And this was more than two years ago. The president has changed, and the wars and destruction drag on. Today, I'm blocking the deployment of the 3rd Armored Cavalry Regiment with my fellow vets and military family members because the wars will continue to victimize our communities until we halt this bloody machine from within. I'm putting my body on the line in solidarity with the people of the Middle East whose bodies have been shot, burned, tortured, raped, and violated by our men and women in and out of uniform. 
I cannot willfully allow Americans in uniform to put their lives and the lives of Iraqis in jeopardy for a crime. We are here because we have a responsibility to ourselves as veterans and as humans of the world. I will not rest until my people, all people, are free. In struggle and solidarity, math, uh, solidarity Mathis Shiro, disobedient. It's amazing to have these uh, these people that are in the mil- that were formerly in the military that have these military stories, um, you know, standing standing up and doing something about it. It's, it's amazing doing something that is real. I mean, it's this is really courageous of them to do. I mean, they're literally standing. Five of them, I think it was, five of them standing against the entire apparatus of the the U.S. military in its Fort Hood. Uh, I guess the Fort Hood version or uh, a tentacle, if you will, of, uh, of the military. Just five people standing in, across the roadway at four in the morning to prevent these buses from going out to Iraq. Now, obviously, you know, they didn't prevent them for long. But they did. They got a they got a news story out of it, yeah. uh, a big new, a national news story out of it, and that's that's a big that's a big accomplishment. It's it's not as big as uh, we might like to see. If you if you search for Fort Hood disobeys, that doesn't come up with very much on uh, like the Google News results. Mm. I mean, maybe there are other ways to search for it. I mean, I would love to see this news spread across as far and as wide as possible, so uh, we'll do our best here to bring it out. There's one more story from one of the disobedience. We'll share that coming up and take your phone calls at 800-259-9231. Did they do the wrong thing? Was this the wrong thing to do to try to uh, to stop the war, to try to uh, put a you know wrench in the gears of the destruction of the state? 800-259-9231. Share your thoughts or bring up anything that's on your mind. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to Amp dot freetalklive.com get signed up for as little as three bucks a month we will uh, again put it to good use and you can actually see some of the different ways that we're utilizing that uh, that money just go to amp.freetalklive.com look down the left hand side of the page it'll give you some idea of what we're doing doing industry outreach uh, going uh, to the occasional industry convention to uh, schmooze it up with the big wigs and uh, advertising also doing internet outreach internet advertising and supporting people within the movement like our sponsorship of the Mo- um, not Motor Home Diaries, Liberty on Tour, Adam and Pete going across the country, uh, bringing the message of liberty all across America, and we have uh, sponsored them too. So putting it in a, putting the money to use in as many useful ways as we can think of. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get on board for as little as three bucks a month to get perks like access to the amp only call in lines, the amp only forum, and more. Amp.freetalklive.com. One more email from or one more post rather from the disobedience, these heroic activists 
in Killeen, Texas, who stood out in front of uh, Fort Hood at their Clark Gate around 4 a.m. this morning to block off the road as uh, a, a series of buses were preparing to leave and take soldiers who probably don't know any better uh, out to uh, to war to kill people. And they did their and be best. be killed and be yeah, injured. That's right. And I think the worst thing... Uh, and, and made crazy. And, well, yeah, and, and to kill themselves. More more soldiers are committing suicide uh, in, in our military than are actually getting killed by the enemy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that in and of itself is a huge indictment on the, the, the wars that have been going on. Absolutely. In, to my mind, at least. So I want to just share this with you here. And again, this is from a group that is calling themselves... Uh, they're calling themselves Fort Hood Disobeys. Their website isn't really worth looking at uh, at this point. They haven't put up any uh, of their info yet at forthooddisobeys.blogspot.com, but perhaps in another couple of days there will be something useful there. In the meantime, we're sharing the stories of the disobedience. What is their? What are their motivations? Here's the last one from Cynthia Thomas. She says, I've been an Army wife for 18 years. My husband has been deployed three times since the wars began. During his second deployment, he was severely wounded and medevaced to the Walter Reed army hospital on life support even though he had post-traumatic stress disorder traumatic brain injury suffered three fractures in his back three fractures on his pelvis and countless other injuries the army deployed him a third time now that's desperate isn't it wow they're that they're that hard up for uh, for soldiers that they took this man who had been seriously injured and put him back out this was devastating she says to our two daughters our stepson and me Three months after my husband deployed for the third time, our stepson called to inform me he was joining the Marines. This was the exact moment I realized that our children would be fighting these endless wars. I decided that I needed to start resisting. The reason I'm doing this today is because for the past three years I've been speaking out and advocating for soldiers, things have only gotten worse. I've heard countless stories from vets and active duty soldiers that give people nightmares. I've heard stories from family members that would shock people awake if they would just listen. Our military community is being destroyed. If these wars are destroying our soldiers and military families with 12 to 15 months, often repeat deployments, how do you think the Iraqi and Afghan people are doing? They have been living these wars 24-7, 365 days a year for nearly a decade. Just think about what that would be like for you. I, I don't think the I don't think the average American that supports these wars, the the ones that are still hanging on tenaciously to the to the to their God, America, um, the the United States, uh, the, the the federal government, just saying, well, we know the politicians are liars but we love the military and everything our boys are doing over there is right and just and good because well they're fighting satan and his islamic horde or whatever it is that these people are telling themselves they don't want to they will not look at the people of the middle east as human beings they have taken them and decided that they're you know that they're they're sand inwards mm. or or whatever it is that heads. They, right whatever it is that they decide to call them something that's beside men and women uh, and uh, you know saying that their religion makes them killers and all kinds of bull propaganda nonsense and they don't they don't want to look them as human they can't you can't look at people that you're killing as human that your tax dollars are going to slaughter she goes on to say cynthia goes on to say my youngest daughter is an operation iraqi veteran baby or operation iraqi freedom baby she was less than one year old when her father left to invade iraq I look at her and I see an Iraqi, Iraqi or Afghan child having to live in constant fear with no end in sight. I'm doing this for our community, for my girls, for my husband, 
and our Marine. I'm doing this for the Iraqi and Afghan people. Enough is enough. If soldiers really want to go fight, they'll have to go through me. Just amazing. The, the resolve, the bravery, and the courage of these people. Thank She's you. had enough. Yeah. Thank you to them, and it should be interesting to see if they continue or what they continue to, uh, to do out there in Colleen, Texas, by Fort Hood. You're welcome to share your thoughts. 800-259-9231 or take control of the airways. We go to the uh, to Ryan in Pennsylvania. Hello, Ryan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Um, those people in Fort Hood situation are awesome. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I have a property... Oh, definitely. I have a property tax story, but real quick. First, I saw a bumper sticker today, which sums it all up. It was a Marine bumper sticker, and it said, Carpenters drive nails. Um, plumbers fix pipes. Marines kill people. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It, it was probably displayed on this dude's bumper. Um, anyway. Wow. Is that a pro-war bumper sticker or a uh, not-so-pro? I don't know what that is. Actually, it was a pro-war one because it had a United States Marine logo on the bumper mm. sticker, and it was the Marine colors. I yep. had to do a double-take, too, because I almost thought it was like a anti-war thing, but it's mm. really not. It's, it's hilarious. Here on the show, I've, I am in the past have said uh, things like calling people soldiers and, and sailors and things like that, paid killers. But when you go to the Army-Navy store and you look at the T-shirts, it says, uh, you know, travel the world, meet strange and interesting people, and kill them. And, uh, you know, if, if everything it reads is, a, is about what the military's job is, which is going around breaking things and killing people. <laughs> exactly. So what else did you want to share tonight, Ryan? Um, I have a property tax story. Here in Pennsylvania, on my property, um, I'm behind a few years on property taxes, and they're giving us till September 20th to pay up or get out, which I'm going to have the money, but I'm going to make them wait till the last minute and then pay it all in nickels. It's like $3,000. Oh, How are you going to do that? I mean, you're going to need a pallet jack or something to move those nickels. Well, see, I was thinking nickels, but if it ends up being too big, I'll just do quarters or... Half dollars or something. That's still besides. a lot. Maybe dollar coins would make it possible, but my goodness, dollar that's coins, a. All right. I mean, just think about that. I mean, have you ever had one of those buckets of uh, of coins at your house where you get like <laughs> oh, the yeah, five gallon heavy. jug? You get the five gallon jug and you just throw a bunch of coins in there. I mean, I can't imagine lifting something like that. I mean, I'm not the. I'm certainly not a strong guy by any <laughs> means. I'm very skinny, but uh, those things are heavy, man. They add up quick. Well, that's a good point. I'll take that in mind. I'll figure out something. But either way, these guys. Hey, here, make sure. Well, before you before you go on, make sure you've got some sort of video documentation of this. <laughs> because if you don't, it didn't happen. I definitely will. All right, good deal. Um, well, what they're doing lately is they like to shame you by coming to your house with a giant car, with a car that, with a giant sign on it that says "County County Tax Collector," and. Uh, they come up to your door, and because they want you to sign something, I naturally don't answer the door. Because hmm. um, I'm not going to sign anything, even what? though I know I have till the 20th. So how far um, behind are you in the, the property tax payments? Uh, it's two years. It's 2008 taxes. Okay. So, so they they don't play games here. Um, well, it's basically like, you know, yeah, two years. If you're so they've been sending behind, you notices and threats and things like that in, in the mail? Oh, yeah. Presume? Yeah. And what do but they want you to sign? What is it they're, they're trying to present you with? Do you have any idea? This it's this giant hot pink sign that says, Citizen, your property is about to be sold without your consent. <laughs> you have till September 20th, this and that. And then what's funny about it is they hang it on your door if you don't answer. Mm-hmm. So they all your neighbors see, and you can be embarrassed, supposedly. But on the back of the sign, um, they actually have this really bad, it looks like not even as good quality as Google um, 
what's the satellite video? Google Earth. Yeah, Google, Earth, Google it, Maps or whatever. Yeah, it's a very poor quality um, satellite photo of your house. Okay. To like say, oh, we know where you're know at. Know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I have this hidden camera like up in my uh, entryway so that I can see anyone who's outside. Nice. So I knew which day he comes twice a week. So this time, I, uh, actually today. I put up my own notice that I created on my uh, computer, <laughs> and it was in, it was like neon yellow, and it said, uh, well, first of all, it had a, a, a Google Earth picture <laughs> of the tax office on it. Oh, I want to know the rest. If you could hang on. Hang on. Is hang, it, I, I, I believe, is there more to this story? Because I'd like you to hang through the news if you got it. Uh, yes, sir. All right, more with uh, Ryan here in a moment. He's uh, noticing back the tax collection agents. <laughs> I'd like to know also why he didn't pay the uh, the taxes back in, in 08. I don't think he went over that part. So we'll come back. You can also dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Hour 2 is next. This is Free Talk Live. Attention all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll free and bring up whatever you want. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. They include things like our bulletin board system. Over 500,000 posts await you. Interact with other listeners and talk about pretty much anything you want it's virtually unmoderated so keep that in mind bbs.freetalklive.com get you there that's bbs.freetalklive.com we continue taking your phone calls coming up philadelphia going to attempt to require bloggers to pay up for a license to blog we'll explain here in a moment also we'll take your phone calls about whatever you want and to that end we have ryan on the line in pennsylvania uh ryan where are you calling from in pennsylvania by the way Actually, Harrisburg, the, Harris. cap, the very capital. Okay. So now you are telling us that apparently a property owner or I guess nobody really owns property, as you are finding out here. Uh, right. Well, you already knew that, but uh, but a lot of people believe they own property, and then they find out the hard way that, no, point of fact, you don't actually own property because if you don't pay the criminal gang calling themselves the government of <laughs> Harrisburg or the city of Harrisburg, that uh, they're going to come and take what you thought was yours from you. And you apparently didn't pay uh, back in 2008. Have you paid at, at any point since then? And why did you stop paying? Was it just finan- finances or what? Actually, um, I'd like to say that it was like some heroic uh, anti-tax thing. But really what it was is I took this property over last year from my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was an inherited property split three ways among my wife and her two brothers. And um, basically just what happened is he's a good guy, but he kind of fell way behind. And then we took over the property when he lost his job and stuff, and I said, well, you know what, I'll take care of it for a while. So we get this notice starting in May of this year. And I was like, well, I hate the idea of property taxes, but I'll pay them off so we have another year here at least because um, I'm moving up to New Hampshire within the next year or two. Oh, great. Free state project. Um, <laughs> but either way, they, they started getting real threatening right away. And I'll have the money. I actually have the money right now, but I'm going to make them wait till September 19th. Now, are the, is there any extra, uh, I guess, ad- additional charges that they will hit you with if, if, if you make them wait or yeah. no? About 200 – well, they, they – they put about $200 in what they call interest already, which is surprisingly low for me from what I heard about you know, fines and stuff with their interest. Mm-hmm. But the taxes are high here to begin with. But they're, they're charging us another extra $100 for advertising and local publications that it's going to be in a tax sale. Um, so it's like $100 more. I thought it would be a lot more than that. Well, but, um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to chime in here. Um, you know, the the government can. What if they sell it on December on September the eighteenth? I mean, you know, like you never know exactly what it is that they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And if they make some kind of mistake, um, then it's right. you who has to wear the 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 onus of that, not them, because mm-hmm. they, they will point. fight you with their attorney. So I don't see oh. the benefit to waiting until September the nineteenth if you're going to pay. If you're going to pay them in nickels, pay them in nickels. Get it over with tomorrow, so right. that there's no. So there's less of a chance that they're gonna they're gonna just heap more problems on your head like hot coals. You know that's a good point, and I'll take that into consideration. I, I did have them on the phone for like an hour last week, <laughs> making sure that everything was guaranteed that the sale couldn't be before September 20th. Made them go over all their legalese and everything on the phone, which I know government can do whatever they want anyway. But um, you know, I, I might take your advice. I'm thinking about just doing it earlier than that. Yeah, it's probably not. It's probably not a bad idea at all. So, well, let's get back to the notice story. So, they post uh, post a big notice, a pink, bright pink notice on your front door about how you're naughty boy and that you right. better pay up. And then you decided that you were going to post a notice back because you knew he was coming out and posting these. No- the bureaucrat was coming out twice a week to post these notices, trying to get you to sign one of them. Um, right. But you never did. So you posted a notice, and what did it say? Well, he comes every Monday and Saturday, so I anticipated that he'd be here today. And it, <laughs> it says, Taxman, um, as I believe taxes are, or, uh, taxes theft, or taxation is theft, um, I can in good conscience pay these taxes. But under duress and the threat of physical violence, you will get your money no later than September 19th. Um, and it had a, <laughs> on the back of it, just like their notice, I printed off a Google Maps or Google uh, Earth, satellite photo of the actual tax office in Harrisburg. Um, Which is what they did to you, for our listeners <laughs> just tuning in. <laughs> yep. It's cute. And it, was, it was hilarious, and, and what was really classic about it is I have a, a video camera on my front porch, um, and I was watching it while he was here. He didn't know I was here. Mm-hmm. And he was, scra- he was literally scratching his head for a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he did not know how to react. And then he was looking around like, am I on candid camera? <laughs> And he looked up at my camera and was like, ah, oh, you know, kind of like, hmm. and he looked kind of mad, but he did, he did, he honestly did not know how to react. Yeah, we'll he get a real job. For, <laughs> right. You know? He stood out there for like eight minutes, and then he 
kind of timidly posted the pink notice on my door again. Did he bother to take your notice, or did he just leave it there? He took it. He oh, took it with him, actually. Interesting. So Evidence. Who knows how they'll react to that? <laughs> wow. But well. I- let us know what goes uh, transpires with your plan to pay in some form of coinage, uh, because that's that seems like to me it's more hassle than it's worth. But there's always one dollar bills, you know. But it always, but but the the coinage will get you bill, bigger right? press. Like if you do the coinage, you'll get more press. From what I've seen, because right. uh, do, paying in one dollar bills, I don't. It's just not as newsworthy, I guess, as uh, as the coins. You did it in one dollar bills, right? I did do it in one dollar bills, and I don't think it broke in. The news awful. broke anywhere outside of Keene. No, but that was one of the first times I listened to your show at that point. And, okay. um, yeah. Well, the so, one thing um, that did happen with the dollar bills is I did get an editorial in the local newspaper because I stamped every single one of those dollar bills with a Free Talk Live stamp on one side and a Free Keen <laughs> stamp on the other side. And because there was something like, because here it's a crazy amount of money, it's, it was you know $2,600 for half a year. So I put in $2,601 bills or 2800 however many it was, $1 bills into uh, the circulation, circulation time, all yeah. at one moment. And so they started showing up at pizza parlors and, you know, all around town. <laughs> and so there was so much buzz, I guess, that the, or the, the, the newspaper people noticed it. They wrote an editorial about it. I never expected to have me stamping uh, dollar bills result in that kind of coverage at all. So that wasn't a result of, of necessarily doing the protest with the ones, uh, but it was kind of, a, I guess, a tertiary or secondary uh, result, That's from, awesome. result from That's it. That's really so. awesome. I just like to say that I'm coming up for the Free State Project within the next two years, and uh, I'm in the music industry. We book bands and promote shows, and we're industry to New Hampshire. So great, that's fantastic. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let us know how that goes, and uh, thanks again for the story tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Man, getting those coins. The other thing you've got to do if you're going to get a bunch of coins like that is you've got to place an order in advance to your bank. You yeah, the bank I'm, doesn't have those uh, just sitting around right, for you. Right. So you've got to give them a heads up and you need to talk to the bank and say, look, I need to have these coins by this date. Can you do it? They might not even be able to do it for you. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I've seen these boxes. Um, they're they're good size boxes, almost uh, a foot square. Maybe not quite a foot square. And I think it's fifty or a hundred dollars worth of pennies. Um, and you know, you can you can just multiply up uh, from there as to what size these things are going to be. But you would re- literally need a pallet of uh, pennies. You know, you know, to to pay. It would be tremendous. I mean, the idea of even. Even if you could get a, a pallet of, of pennies or nickels or quarters, because they're all big and heavy. Yep. I mean, if they look small. Not as heavy as they hand, used to be, but they're heavy. But they are heavy, and they will add up. And you get those on a pallet, uh, you're going to need something to move the pallet. You're, you're going to need to have some kind of a 18-wheeler or some some heavy truck. I mean, I don't know what kind of truck could handle that. Some, some kind of freight truck uh, in order to move that thing. So well, the right pickup ramp- would handle it, but... I suppose so. The right pickup truck, but you've got to make sure you can get the pallet into the pickup truck. Some pickup and get trucks, it down. The little, little pickup trucks aren't going to be able to handle it. You're going to have to have a big pickup truck, so you have to be able to get it up and get it down, which means you're going to need not just a pallet jack, because a pallet jack doesn't, I mean, having worked in a stock room before, pallet jacks don't go much more than a foot off the floor as far as how high you can get those, so you'd have to have a, a forklift basically, at your, your disposal. You'd have to have a way to move the forklift to the city uh, chambers or wherever it is you're going to go pay the property taxes and get you know then you have to have a pallet jack as well to get the 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 pallet through the door 
presuming you can get it through the door. It's not very likely. A lot of these doors are just standard with uh, doors for human beings. Not to You can't fit a pallet through them. This is the whole trick of raising property taxes so people can't pay with coinage. And more coming up here at 800-259-9231. It's, it's a logistics nightmare to do this. <laughs> more coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find a bunch of features there, and you'll find that they are all free, including our webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch and listen and chat. The chat room's built in. Same page as the webcam. And it's all free for you. But it's brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. So go to cam.freetalklive.com and enjoy. Yeah, Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They're in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. They also offer great prices and services on used networking equipment, such as Cisco routers and switches. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Now, if you're going to pay some sort of government fine, we were just talking about the guy, gentleman was, uh, Ryan was on the line with us talking about possibly paying property taxes, thousands of dollars in coins, and I'm just, I'm sorry, I just don't. You, you you would have to really put some serious time and effort into making that even a possibility. And, and then you're going to possibly hurt yourself just lifting those damn coins. And plus, once you get them to uh, the property tax office, they could very well just tell you, yeah, yeah, we don't have to take those from you. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to give those to, you're going to have to put your name and address on every one of the rolls in case they don't have yeah. actually 50 coins in them. Right. So they're going to try to throw up roadblocks, whereas if you come in with something a little easier like ones, it might make it a little more possible for you. Uh, plus, you can't stamp coins, and stamping ones is fairly useful because stamped ones will not be, usually will not be taken out of circulation by a bank teller. So, uh, and it's usually them that make decisions on whether a bill is too mutilated or not, and they send it back in and they get credit and that kind of thing. And we've never heard of any crime for pa- stamping a bill. Oh, certainly not. Certainly, well, the Where's George folks have done the research on that. Yeah, uh, Where'sGeorge.com. I'm sure if, if you've had enough money pass through your hands, you've probably seen uh, some of those. And and that's a fairly large organization as far as they they they've stamped a lot of bills and the people have stamped a lot of those bills and it's all it's all good. Uh, so, but if you're gonna pay with coins, then try it with something a little small, small timey, a little a little more small dollar, like. $300 for a blogger license. Of course, I don't recommend you pay that one at all. Uh, in fact, I recommend against paying as many government license fees as you possibly can. Here's the story, though, from Philadelphia's citypaper.net. For the past three years, Marilyn Bess has operated MS Philly Organic, a small, low-traffic blog that features occasional posts about green living out of her Mania Young home. 
Between her blog and infrequent contributions to eHow.com over the last few years, she says she's made about 50 bucks. Awesome. That might cover her web hosting fees. Raking it in. To best, her website is a hobby. To the city of Philadelphia, it's a potential moneymaker. And the city wants its cut. Because, you know, whenever somebody's doing anything at all, whether it's fun or business, uh, the cities, the government people, they want to make some money at it. I mean, the, if they are making money off of you doing something, they feel like they're not doing their jobs. So in May, the city sent Bess a letter demanding that she pay $300, the price of a business privilege license. Now, before we go on, let's just look at the words there. Business privilege license. What is a privilege? A privilege is something that's granted to you. Hmm. Meaning you have to ask permission. What, what else would it be? Right. So you don't have a right to do business. Right. In the land of the free. You know, in it, Philadelphia, the home of the Constitution or whatever, it's, right? It's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, as if people you know, can, some, can somehow function without doing business, without making money. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, you could just go work for the government. and then If everybody worked for the government, Mark, then everybody would get paid. That, that's, right? that seems like what they want. <laughs> so $300 for a business privilege tax. A net profits tax on a handful of money is outrageous. She's, uh, oh, excuse me, this is her quote. Uh, the, the real kick in the pants is that I don't even have a full-time job. So for the city to tell me to pony up $300 for a business privilege license, pay wage tax, business privilege tax, net profits tax on a handful of money is outrageous, says Bess. And, Bess, it would be outrageous if they said that to you, no matter how much money you were, uh, you were making, or how many people you employed, or how popular your blog was. It would be one thing if Bess's website were, well, an actual business, this according to the city paper, or if the amount of money the city wanted didn't outpace her earnings sixfold. Sure, the city has its rules, and yes, cash-strapped cities can't very well ignore potential sources of income. <laughs> but at the same time, people are just so obedient. But at the same time, there must be some room for discretion and common sense. And that's what this is all about. This is a plea to lower the fee and not, a, a, you know, an outrage at the idea of a fee. Who right. are you to tell me that I can't do this? No one's coming at it from that perspective. There's certainly no one in the mainstream uh, media is coming at it from that perspective. And that really does strike at the root. Who are you people who do you think you are you are nothing more you city people the city of fill in the blank you are nothing more than men and women who are ruling over others with a threat of force and i don't owe you anything if i want to go about my business of blogging or doing whatever business providing whatever product or service it is that i want to provide they are just strange people to me Maybe they're great folks at home, you know, maybe they're really nice with their family members and things like that, but they're threatening people in their day job. And people don't want to see it, by the way. I've been in uh, some conversations with uh, some folks over on a Facebook group. They created a Facebook free keen from the free keen stigma Facebook group. And there have been some good conversations. I think it's going to be very useful. I think it's allowing people that have critical things to say about what they perceive of as being uh, the, the liberty activists here in Keene doing. Uh, it's, it's, it's allowing people to have their comments attributed to themselves rather than having all these anonymous hate posts. There's actually some discussion going on. And I've been having it as Curtis and I and a few others have been having a discussion with a local school teacher who, you know, he just doesn't want to see it. 
he 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 believes that taxes are the price you know we pay to have services and da, 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 da. they're know. not services though if you have to have them they're not services so we point out that look you know all of these things can be provided if if they're done on a voluntary basis nobody's saying you shouldn't have schools or protection or fire protection or anything like that it's just saying hey stop threatening people and they don't want to see that they don't want to see the gun in the room it's just it's too it's too uncomfortable for them to see it the same way with everybody that's been you know essentially indoctrinated by the government system i mean it's tough to realize later on in your life that you've been believing a lie it's not to say that you've been brainwashed you've just been indoctrinated you can be unindoctrinated you can learn the truth but you have to be willing to question your uh presuppositions you have to be willing to question your beliefs and a lot of people are it's you know it's a frightening thing Anyway, when Bess pressed her case to officials with the city's now-closed tax amnesty program, she says, I was told to hire an accountant. <laughs> That's compassion for you, huh? Yeah. You don't like it? Hire an accountant. Hey, they're your public servants. They're acting like it, aren't they? Yeah. She's not alone. After dutifully reporting even the smallest profits on their tax filings this year, a number, though no one knows exactly what number, it, uh, what that number is, of Philadelphia bloggers were dispatched letters informing them that they owe $300 for a privilege license, plus taxes on any profits they made. We'll tell you more about this coming up here in moments. 800-259-9231. Would you pay if you were in the city of Philadelphia? What are they going to do to people who don't pay? Hmm. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You take control, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com, Four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and the features include our news updates and our Shrine of Female listeners and archives and more. And we just give it all away to you, because that's the way a talk show website should be. In fact, I think you'll find that we give more away than other talk shows charge you for. Find out for sure. Go to freetalklive.com. Get interactive. And if you uh, enjoy the program, you can support the show by promoting us. Go to promote.freetalklive.com and you will be able to access a list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com. Speaking of other great websites, you want the latest on uh, ending the war, on how terrible war is? You need to go no further than our friends over at antiwar.com. Yeah, anti- antiwar.com is your source for anti-war news and views for more than 15 years. They're having their quarterly pledge drive. You can start, strike a blow against the empire and give give to antiwar.com at antiwar.com slash donate. They have a telephone number there that you can call during uh, business hours if you would prefer to use telephone at antiwar.com slash donate. And it's uh, Osborne approved. 
Yeah, in fact, of course, anti-war radio is heard on the Liberty Radio Network every single day during the week from noon to three at LRN.FM. That's noon to three Eastern time. And uh, Scott, that's Scott Horton. He's a he does a darn good show. Yeah, smart guy. Uh, he's he's well informed, and he's got some of the the most informed guests. He had Julian Assange on, I think, from uh, WikiLeaks. Yeah, did you hear what ago. they did to him over the weekend? They charged him with like rape or rape something, and like then that? and then retracted it all within. Within nice. 24 hours. Nice. Because whenever you know, I'm not a conspiracy charged... theorist, but geez, what was that all about? Just trying to besmirch him, right? Make why him look would bad. why would the Swedish officials particularly want to do that? It's weird. I, I don't, don't know. know. It's very weird. Anyway, back to the story here from CityPaper.net. Of course, we're going to take your phone calls about anything you want. Uh, but first, a little bit more detail on what sort of scam uh, these criminals are running in the city of Philadelphia. Now, of course. They're always running some kind of scam. This is just one of their thousands of scams. The, the larger the city, the more the scams, uh, the more the, the protection rackets they have, which is why I feel like people living in cities, I don't know if they're going to see liberty anytime soon. It's going to be more. It's challenging enough to change a city of uh, 25,000 people, let alone a city the size of Philadelphia. Mm. So we're just focusing on one of their oodles and oodles and oodles of regulations. Now, don't you worry, citizen. These are these are rules that we've made up to protect you. We're, we have to keep you safe from unscrupulous businessmen. That's why we have all of these fees and paperwork and licenses and regulations. We're just trying to keep the market an even keel, even out the level out the playing field, as uh, as they like to say. We're just trying to protect you from bloggers that might blog without giving us money. <laughs> right it's 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 really silly it's it's obviously a, a, a you know a plan a they don't like the idea of pe- of citizens having the the power of the press um you know government has always 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 stood in the way of dissemination of information mm-hmm. secondly you know these these governments are just greedy as they could possibly be for any spare dollar that they can find. They they are bloated and inefficient and don't know how to pare down spending. Simply can't do it. They're uh, you know essentially legally unable to do it in a lot of cases. So they've got to try to extract funds in any way they can possibly do it. So they're sending notices out to people, threats saying they've got to pay three hundred dollars for a business privilege license. But you have to ask yourself, how in the heck are they finding out who the bloggers are? How are they getting an address uh, to which they could send? I mean, I guess you could get an email address, but usually the government doesn't send official paperwork via email. So well, the reason they're doing is uh, that Philadelphia and and probably Philadelphia proper and Pennsylvania in general have an income tax form yep, that goes it. along with their uh, you know the the federal income tax form. So mm-hmm. these people have dutifully uh, said that oh, I received received thirty eight dollars and fifty four cents from somebody. From who Decided, decided to put a little advertisement on my blog for a year yep. or whatever. That's exactly how this happened. And it's just proof that a little bit of obedience leads to a lot more down the line. As soon as you keep jumping, as soon as you jump through one hoop, they will put up 10 more for you to jump through. And because these people are so obedient and so docile, that they report every little bit of income they possibly could have in their lives, that they've reported all the teeny little amounts of uh, you know, money that have uh, trickled into their blogs. That's how these bumbling bureaucrats have figured out how they even have a blog in the first place. Because you can host a blog anywhere you want. It doesn't matter if the blog is hosted in Philadelphia. What matters is that the blogger 
has told the city of Philadelphia through what is apparently a city income tax. And can you verify that for me, Mark, that uh, that Philadelphia has a city income tax? I know that New York City does and some cities out in California, but through a city income tax, presumably, because it would seem unlikely that the state of Philadelphia, excuse me, the state of Pennsylvania would uh, would give them a heads up on this. Right. So it's got to be a city income tax. Uh, so they put all this information on there. In fact, after dutifully reporting even the smallest profits on their tax filings this year, a number, though no one knows exactly what that number is, of Philadelphia <laughs> Welcome bloggers. to the new Philadelphia Income Tax Department page. Yeah, so they've got it. Uh, they were dispatched letters form informing them they owe $300 for a, priv- a privilege license. Plus, don't forget the taxes on the profits you made. And even if, as with Sean Barry, that profit is $11 over two years. Barry's music-oriented blog, Circle of Fits, is hosted on Blogspot. As of this writing, its homepage has two ads on it, but because he gets only a fraction of the already low ad revenue, the rest goes to Blogspot, it's far from lucrative. People don't get into blogs to make money. They get into blogs to spread their opinions and their ideas, and in this case, their music, etc. Personally, he says, I don't think Circle of Fits is a business. It might be someday if I start selling coffee mugs, keychains, or locks of my hair to my fans. I don't think blogs should be taxed unless they're making an immense profit. Of course, you know, got to stick it to the rich guys, right? Yeah, it's the immense profits. The city disagrees. Of course they do. (laughs) (laughs) Even though small-time bloggers aren't exactly raking in the dough, the city requires privileged licenses for any business engaged in any activity for profit, says tax attorney Michael Mandale of Center City Law. This uh, applies whether or not they earned a profit during the preceding year, he adds. So even if your blog collects a handful of hits a day, as long as there's the potential for it to be lucrative, and as Mandel points out, most hosting sites set aside space for bloggers to sell advertising, the city thinks you should cut it a check. See, the city can think, Mark. Did you know that? <laughs> it's, well, you know, this isn't a piece of their revenue. This is more than their revenue. This is a $300 license privilege, or what do they call it, uh, yep. uh, license in order to do business. For to sell thirty something dollars worth of ads over two years that you then have to give them taxes on. That's how they all work, though, Mark. I mean, don't bitch and, and moan. That's how it always works. Look, if you want to go and set up a lemonade stand in some cities, it's a hundred twenty dollar a day uh, restaurant tax for a daily kind of uh, operation like that. There's no guarantee that you're going to make a profit, especially when the city's taxing it all right away from you right out the gate. So so why shouldn't these bloggers have to go through all the jump through all the same hoops? Everybody else has to get a business uh, business per- privilege permit, a per- business privilege license. Why shouldn't the bloggers have to? <laughs> I don't know. This is just well, that's the logic. Here. It's the immensity of the stupidity here um, is is the idea that, well, you know, some people have to do this kind of, uh, you know, pay these kind of fees. So everybody should have well, to pay right. these if kind they of let fees. The, well, crazy. if they let the bloggers get away with not paying this three hundred dollar fee, then it, well, then everybody will, well, will be able to not is, pay it. But this is clearly uh, all this is going to result in is people not either a reporting their income from their blogs or b not blogging. Is that really what we want in America? The first one. Yes. What? Not reporting the income from their blogs. Well, that, I, I want people not to report their income, but is right. that? It, it's obviously not what the people that would be making the statement that, well, some people have to pay taxes, so everybody has to have to pay some unreasonable, mm-hmm. stupid taxes. <laughs> God, it. It's so crazy, the idea that, that, that these government bureaucrats just come up with a number, uh, $300, and you should have to pay that number. This isn't based on how much money you're making. This is some kind of potential that they've come up with in their minds. Toll free number. 
number is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything you want. Of course, is there anybody out there that actually supports these people paying these taxes? Unless you're a city bureaucrat. Oh, you can call in if you're a city bureaucrat. You can, sure. I'm just saying that that would be my prediction as to who would possibly support this. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Maybe the newspapers would, too. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. Main feature of the site allows you, the listener, to control the content of the website. All that stuff you'll see in the main column of our site at freetalklive.com, created by listeners like you. Uh, you find something online that you think is pretty spiffy? Uh, you submit it to our website. So this story that we're uh, we're sharing with you right now from Philadelphia about the $300 business profits tax that is being leveled against bloggers who reside within the uh, this corporate city limits, uh, it was right there on the front uh, page of our website. It was voted up by our listeners. Somebody took the time to submit it to the website because if nobody took the time to submit anything to freetalklive.com, we'd have to change the site because there'd be nothing there. So everything you see is created by listeners like you. You get to vote on the content. You t- uh, tell us whether you like it or not, whether you like each item that's on the site or not, vote on whichever ones you want to, whichever ones you feel motivated to, and then the site aggregates it all together, and the most popular right, end up right there on the front page in the top of the site. Head over there, get interactive at uh, freetalklive.com. Just going to finish up some thoughts here on this $300 tax they're trying to hit bloggers with in Philadelphia, because, well, because they have a blog, and it doesn't matter if your blog only collects a handful of hits a day, as uh, the government bureaucrats and their defenders point out, as long as there's the potential for it to be lucrative, then the city people think they should uh, be cut a check. Indeed, Andrea Manino of the Philadelphia's Department of Revenue simply, she says, simply choosing the option to make money from ads, regardless of how much or how little money is actually generated, qualifies a blog as a business. Well, you know, I don't know about uh, making money from ads, but I can tell you ads are a service, especially when you're talking about these, uh, you know, blogs that are special interests. Think about, uh, you know, special interest situations where you can really benefit. If you want to eat, you know, vegan, uh, organic, locally grown food in the city of Philadelphia, it may be difficult to find out who has what where. But if you go to a blog where they talk about vegan, locally grown, Mm -hmm. uh, organic food in the city of Philadelphia, well, then you'll find out people that advertise that want to reach that marketplace. This is a service to the people that that, that read these things. This isn't some kind of, oh, these people are evil capitalists. No, they're not. They're trying to help other people. The same rules apply to freelance writers, uh, said the bureaucrats, a former city paper news editor. Doran Trasig once lamented uh, the city considers freelancers, which both Bess and Barry are in addition to their blog work, businesses, and requires them to pay for a license and pay taxes on their profits on top of their state and federal taxes. 
Menino says the city doesn't keep track of how many bloggers and small website owners are affected, but bloggers aren't the only ones upset with the city's tax structure. In June, city council members uh, unveiled a proposal to reform the city's business privilege tax in an effort to make Philly more attractive place for small businesses. If their bill passes, Except bloggers... For this. Bloggers will still have to get a privilege license if their sites are designed to make money, but they would no longer have to pay taxes on their first $100,000 in profit. So uh, basically it would change nothing for them. Uh, they, they're still going to demand the $300 for them, but they are from them rather, but they, uh, they won't have to pay the profits tax unless they make hundred grand. <laughs> it's the $300 that's unreasonable. Yeah. It would be unreasonable if it were $25. Who the hell are these people? Their bill will be officially introduced in September and uh, blah, blah, blah. Perhaps, but it doesn't change the fact that the city wants some people to pay more in taxes than they earn. Well, that's how taxes work. It doesn't matter, man. They don't care. Licenses, they don't care if you ever make a dime at, the, at your business. You have to pay them up front for what they're saying is a privilege in order to attempt to make a profit. So from their perspective... This is not unusual. From the city government people's perspective, these are just businesses, and they're just doing their jobs. They're just I'm just doing my job. Just, yeah. i got to tax you. This is, in, indeed, this is where this, this all comes from, is the idea that, that humans are somehow divorced from their activity trying to make money. Like, I'm a human the rest of the time, and I'm a business person when I'm mm-hmm. trying to make money. I'm always thinking about my business. It, it, it's, you know, sometimes I'll get on and I'll send emails at 2 o'clock in the morning. I, you know, I, my business is me and the idea that you can tax some behavior and not others is just crazy yep the uh, this you know this just goes to show with this uh, this licensing fee on on blogs that aren't going to make that much money i would say very few of the blogs actually clear the 300 dollars mark this just goes to show that they consider you their servants it's not that you have to work it's that if you do work, we get a certain amount of the money that you you make, and, and get to in this case, more than a hundred percent. They get to sit around and do nothing and collect your efforts. Yep, and that's what these money. bureaucrats in the city hall are doing. They're doing nothing. They're count- a- they're not doing nothing productive. They're counting the stolen uh, gain that the, yep. the the government makes. They're not actually they're figuring- producing widgets and wadgets. Right. All they're doing is figuring out ways to get more of your money. They're, yep. fi- they they're figured just, out a way to go after bloggers. They're now. just accountants for the criminal gang. That's all. Yep. They're, they're just like Al Capone hiring the accountants. It's disgusting. Anyway, I thought we should share that with you because it's very likely that. That you'll see this happen in more places. I mean, if the if the Philadelphia gang gets away with it, other cities that have city income taxes will will say, "Oh my God, why didn't we think of this?" Oh yeah, they'll be right on it. Yeah. So look out. 800-259-9231. Heck, even here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, there was some uh, status that called the local talk show uh, over the weekend demanding that uh, <laughs> that I be taxed or given, you know, demanded that the the city license me for uh, having a blog or putting up videos online. And luckily, city uh, the, the city councilor's response to that was, "I don't think we can do that." And she's probably right. I mean, from a free speech perspective, but if they try it from a business license perspective, I could tell them they can go pound sand. I'm not going to get their damn yeah. I, I, I guess I really do wonder what would happen to these people that didn't pay the $300. That is my question, and that has not been answered by you know, this story. Since, since it's, it seems to be included in the income tax area, it doesn't... I guess it's not really, though, because um, this is a licensing thing. Yeah. Could, so they, what they, could they dock your income tax if you don't pay for a business license? I, I suppose they could, 
good. And it, what happens on your, I, you know, I don't know. I, I have no idea what happens, but I can tell you what, this drives people out of the city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, you know, if you, for, if, if you get these, if you're a j- freelance journalist or a blogger or whatever, and you're getting this $300 a year penalty for living in the city of Philadelphia, uh, this, mm-hmm. it's surrounded by other little municipalities. Why not just move to one of those? It's just so sad, though. I mean, really, the saddest part about this is that people are so obedient, they're reporting the $5 they're getting from the blog ads. Yeah. I mean, it's probably ten ninety nine. The blog, it's really? probably, it's probably the blog, the, the blog aggregator that's doing it. I don't know. It's the, just the, so The website sad. company. Are these taxes really so invasive that they would discover whether or not you earned $10 from a Google ad? Has it, has it gotten that bad out there? I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't paid income tax since 2004, so I... I don't know how bad it is. I guess it's getting yeah, worse. I didn't have income in most of those years between 2004 and now. Well, whatever. Still, I'm, I'm not, they want you to pay the, the taxes. Indeed. Oh, yes. The they want you to even fill out the form. That stupid crap. Who the hell are they? I'm not going to give them anything. They don't. Uh, they they haven't earned. They. I have no obligation to them. And these people in Philadelphia don't have any obligation to these government bureaucrats anyway, either. Let's continue with your phone calls. You can bring up anything to Bing in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bing. Hello, Bing. Hey, uh, Mark and Ian. I can tell you exactly how one way they can figure out if you have a blog or not. If you have your own registered domain and you don't do a private domain registration Mm -hmm. and you just put your information out there, you can do a Whois search. They can get your telephone number, email address, address, anything. Anything yeah, that that's, that's true, but that's not how they're doing it, because that would require them to know about the blog's existence in the first place in order to do that research. The reason they're finding out in Philadelphia is because people are putting down the info. Oh, I have a blog that's called blah, 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 and uh, you know, I've, I've made this much money off of it this year. So they're, they're well, using people's own obedience to crush them even further under their boots. You know exactly what they need to do? Not pay. Don't I agree. Pay I agree completely. Don't pay but, it. People are too chicken for that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm about to start a blog here, and if they do anything like this in Louisville, Kentucky, I can guarantee you I'm not going to pay it. Good. That's they can a- come knock on my door. They can do whatever they want to do. I'm not going to pay them a dime. Right on, man. I, I just wish more people had that uh, that attitude. Well, I guess a lot of people do have that attitude, uh, except they just kind of keep quiet about it, right? They, uh, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of being scared, sick of hiding. I'm just, Good going to be out right with it. That's what you got to do. Um, at some point, some you've got to get fed up at some point, right? I mean, how many regulations and taxes are people willing to put up with? I mean, clearly it's quite not, a bit. Right. Do they not understand that all these taxes and regulations kill small businesses? Small businesses are the ones that actually create jobs. Mm. I don't think and they care. Are, they don't care. As long as the city government can keep milking cash from people, then that's uh, – until until they actually start leaving in droves, until people start running away from Philadelphia, as they are from Detroit, uh, then uh, then the, the city people won't figure it out. Now, I don't know if they figured it out in Detroit yet. I don't know if they have. I thank you for the call tonight, though. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I mean, you'd think – the real estate situation in Detroit would be a little heads up to the city government people there. Like, hey, hey your crap isn't working. Yeah, they don't care. It's a problem. No, they're still making money off of whoever's still there. They're still managing to siphon as much as they can because that's what it's all about is get as much as you can possibly get. And then, uh, well, if it all crashes in, at least you've cashed in. If you're a government bureaucrat, that is free talk live. 
So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of Liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts, all free, at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. into the third hour of the program. Just dial in and take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free, including our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, they're right there on the front page of the website. You click, you download, they're yours. In fact, the uh, last week's worth of the show is on the front page. And then if you click into the archive section, you can go all the way back to 2006. All free for you at freetalklive.com. And the archives are brought to you by HostGator. Yeah, whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own dot com domain name and if you just go use uh, hostgator.freetalklive.com you can go there take a, advantage of their free site builder tools and templates and they they make it extraordinarily easy for you to buy the the uh, the URL and then set up the site all there at hostgator.freetalklive.com all right, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. Let's continue with the phone calls, the phones, and the fun going to David in Rhode Island. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. How's it going? Hey, David, what's on your mind? Um, The first caller was actually right. You can use Whois to look up um, personal information on websites. Oh, of course like he's that. right about that. I didn't call, say he it's wasn't. called point of contact. Yeah, I didn't Another say he wasn't too, right well, about that. You can go to whois.godaddy.com and you can look uh, up. Talking, uh, I think HostGator might have it, I'm talking on the command line. I'm not talking going to a website and use it. I'm not talking about actually using the program on a computer. I see. If you use well, Linux, most, most like people I don't do, use Linux. Get, yeah. Well, that's their problem, not mine. Right. Yeah, so um, clearly you can get information about a website, but that's not how the government got the information. They got it because well, people volunteered it. they got it through Google AdSense because you've got to fill out a, a, a W-2 form when you fill out anything for ad-like revenue or any information like that. That's crazy, in my opinion. I think people should stop doing that crap. Well, it's hard to make money online without it, you know? They got you by the pool yawns, like they say over here in Rhode Island. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've uh, I've made money online without filling out that stuff. Yeah, but that's all your porn sites and stuff, you know. That's huh? easy to make money like that. I, I wish I had a porn site. Maybe I'd make some money. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to uh, pay to I'm see you. I don't mean to me. Come on. <laughs> no, yeah, probably I, not. I think Mark. it's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. You know? All right, I mean, so what else what, are you, what you going to do? Well, that's it. That's basically yeah. That's how they get your information. Well, that's not how they got the information. They they got it from people volunteering it via the uh, the tax forms. Well, I think he's right with the W twos because uh, the W twos right. are filled out or whatever it is, and but then it's the ten ninety nines come along uh, because that's what you made, and then so you have to fill in. Once you've got the ten ninety nine, the other half has already been sent to the government, mm-hmm. so you feel obligated to uh, fill out your right. tax form with it. So he's yeah. right. That's that's right. Well, I thought right. I thought what you were saying is they got the information from doing a who is online. Well, you. 
could, well, if you're in a town of Philadelphia, then you're only looking for people who are in Philadelphia. But yeah, you are right. They would send a 1099, but Google AdSense only pays you out when you break the $100 mark. I've had Google AdSense for over three years now. I've only made like 40 bucks. So, mm. so I don't worry about there. that tax anyway. So, where, do you, where do you live? I live in Rhode Island. Oh, okay. Do they have a city income tax where you live? Um, I'm sh- pretty sure they do. <laughs> but pretty not sure. on not on blogging. Yeah, I pretty see. sure is exactly right. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's continue with Kurt listening in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kurt. Hi. Uh, the coins using to pay a fine idea. Yes, uh, I had a friend try to do that at the DMV in California when I was living there. How'd, How'd it go? go? I had a few... I had a feeling about it, so I didn't bring any ID. The uh, sheriffs really didn't like that. But uh, he went up with a box of pennies, nickels, and dimes and mm-hmm. went to the cashier and tried to give it to them, and they said no. And he said, I'm trying to pay my fine. There's $123 in this box. Mm. They said, we don't have to take it. And the person behind the counter went back, came out with a photocopy of a page of the county rule book that literally said, coins you are not... Um, required to accept coins. You know, it's it's interesting that they can uh, that they can make these laws uh, and they're not challenged because usually it's not worth challenging them. Uh, is that this is legal tender? I think they it's it's good for all debts um, and they have to take it. But you know, they make their law and if nobody fights it in court, then it's never proven wrong. Well, the coins don't say that. The bills say that. But they're still legal tender. I mean, it's it's not the. It doesn't I, matter whether I it says think it on so. it. Yeah, I should think so. But they had a rule in their book that but says the, they didn't. The rule doesn't have to be to con- right. The rule doesn't have to be constitutional. It doesn't have to be right. right. It doesn't have to be just. It doesn't even have to be legal. If it's not just challenged as, yeah. in court, then it's never going to be found out. And what's such. that going to cost? And, what's right. it cost to challenge so that in court? So you're going to spend $10,000 to take the city to, to court <laughs> to be able to pay your $123 fine in pennies. Right. So basically there's a fairly large range in which they can make whatever arbitrary rules they want to and feel safe that nobody will ever be able to challenge them on it. Yeah, well, uh, I just I found that interesting that yeah. they could write a rule about what they could and couldn't accept or weren't mm-hmm. required to accept. Now, was that, well, I wish uh, I could write rules like that. Yeah, was it'd be that, awesome. Was that talked about on the Complete Liberty podcast? It's, I don't think so. Oh, okay, because uh, I know I that think... some. I know that the uh, the West from the Complete Liberty uh, podcast went out to pay some fine or, or some some fee uh, to the government people, and they d- they demanded that they count it in front of them or something like that. I don't remember if it was coins or <laughs> coins or not. Maybe they were paying with ones. I, yeah, I think the guy was. I think the guy was kind of ape, uh, aping what we did here in Keene and, and paid with ones, and they demanded he count it for them. So it was a, just a slightly, a slightly little bit less free out there in uh, in San Diego or wherever that happened. So here, here in Keene, they counted the money. In uh, California, the man who wanted to pay had to count the money in front of the bureaucrats. So the bureaucrat was too lazy to actually count through the money. It got very interesting when my friend who was holding this piece of photocopied paper in his hand grabs his box and says, fine, then I'll leave. The person behind the counter with bulletproof glass and everything that says, after all, the California DMV, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, says, wait, you can't take that. What? And that's all that the sheriff's deputies heard. They uh... tackled him, threw him to the floor, <gasps> dragged him Whoa. out. I got sus- They suspected me because I didn't move. 
I was just standing watching the whole thing, and they had a nice sheriff with his very strong grip on my arm the whole time because I didn't, I refused to move. So what she meant was you can't leave with a photocopy, right? Exactly. <laughs> yep. You can't take that photocopy, but they didn't know what it was that he wasn't allowed to take. They saw him leaving with a box and decided oh he must be some kind of horrible person. Handcuffed, practically strip-searched wow. in, the, in, in the lobby. And then we had to go, we, since I said, yes, I'm with him, I'm just here to watch. Uh, we went in to see the same nice guy behind the, the bench. Uh, what, I can't say judge. Administrator mm. that had given him the ticket in the first place. Uh, and he's up back again. That was, so we knew we were lost. Oh, yeah. There was no hope here. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's no hope in California. In fact, uh, Wes Bertrand from Complete Liberty Podcast, I think, admitted as much recently on his last show, uh, which I, I heard uh, on LRN.FM, uh, that he was talking about moving out to Keene. I guess he's halfway here. He's come out to his parents' house and. It was either Idaho or Iowa, one of those I states. Uh, he's living there for for a little while, and then uh, I guess toward the end of the year, he's planning on coming out here, and and so I think that'll be great because he's going to encourage more people to make the move, and the more people we can get here, the sooner, the better, as far as I'm concerned, because you know what is the chance that liberty is going to take hold anywhere else but here in New Hampshire? Well, when I was living in San Jose back in the mid '90s, that was the first that was the first city I'd ever heard of that got a, an armored personnel carrier for this local city Ooh. police department. Well, you know they yeah, love they, that. They, Yeehaw! <laughs> they, had a, they had an APC uh, that's soon crazy. after Waco or, or Oklahoma City or something. You think they that's announced, crazy. Yes, it's, we've got one. It, right, it's spread since then. I mean, the, even the smallest towns and uh, little counties all around the country, these, these guys have armored personnel carriers. Yeah, yeah San Jose gets an armored personnel, personnel carrier before East Palo Alto. Doesn't even make any sense. Hey, thanks well, for the call tonight. Well, isn't as big. <laughs> right, but it's a East dangerous Palo Alto place. kind of small. It's, it's, not a, it's not a huge town. San Jose is actually quite large. It is yeah. big. Physically. You'd be surprised, though, how many small towns and things like that. They all want tanks. Show. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. <laughs> Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, there's even a military program that gives military surplus stuff, the stuff they don't need anymore, to local police departments around the country, just to make them even more militarized. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Death. Its shadow followed Paul. Its hot breath had flowed across the back of his neck. Its cold fingers had caressed his throat. As Paul dabbles in the occult world of the Ouija board, a dangerous netherworld opens up to him, and he discovers the frightening possibility that a demonic dimension may be merging with our own. Read Matthew Wayne's debut novel, The Ouija's. To find out more, available now as an ebook at IPIC Publishing, IPICPublishing.com. This is Free Talk Live, Andy. You can bring up anything. Just dial in the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. That number is 1-800-259-9231. And it is, again, brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI. You need collections work done, get in touch with them. Find them on the website uh, freetalklive.com they're the first banner in our banner column and have been for a long long time long time long time yeah so thanks to sacl cai uh, by the way you can uh, again visit the website and enjoy all the features there for free at freetalklive.com uh, in fact some of those features include listening options live streams 
Uh, you get the details on our listen lines, which allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live any old time you want to. Uh, of course, if you've got free long distance, then it costs you nothing. If you have to pay for long distance, well, keep that in mind. You need to know your calling plans. But we also have live streams and a satellite option and, of course, our wonderful radio stations across the country from Alaska to Florida and New Hampshire to uh, Hawaii. So head on over to freetalklive.com. We need a main station really bad. You know, not even Dr. Laura has a main station, Mark. So it's, you know. You're working on Dr. Laura affiliates because she's oh, yeah. off the air right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm doing in the daytime. All right. So we'll take your phone calls about anything. Uh, let's go to Alex listening in New Jersey on the Amp Lines. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. I think you need a New Jersey station, too. Yeah. Well, you can help us with that. Uh, details on how to get on local talk stations are found at localfac, L-O-C-A-L-F-A-Q, dot freetalklive.com. And there's... Uh, some details there as to how to get in touch with your local station and what to say when you do, etc. Localfaq.freetalklive.com. Go ahead with your thoughts. All right. So uh, I took a, a medical course in a town about an hour away from me uh, recently. And I, during the class, I was sitting next to a detective of the local town. And we were kind of... Uh, what's a de- what, before you go on, what's a detective taking a medical course for? Uh, it's a. It's called Core 13. It's a refresher course so that you can recertify your emergency medical technician. Why is a detective doing that? Uh, don't they have ambulance drivers for that? Well, no, because he's an EMT also. Okay. In, in addition to being a detective. Like but, a, vol- uh, anyway, a volunteer? We were, in, we were, hold on just a second. Is he employed as a detective and then he's an EMT as a volunteer in his town or something? Yes. Okay. So we were sitting next to each other just by happenstance, and we were talking with each other and BSing. Um, and then after the class, we went out into the parking lot, and then I, w- I was acting very interested in what he had to say about law enforcement and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he showed me the back of his car and how he has all the forensic stuff, and he was showing me how he dusts for fingerprints. And I think that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. by itself sure. from a scientific standpoint. So we were talking, and uh, it was obvious that he wanted to recruit me to be a so cop. He was like, "Yeah, okay." Does he but get he a Does he get a signing that. bonus? Headhunt. <laughs> but he doesn't know my politics or lack thereof, okay. and I'm not going to openly just go and tell him that. Obviously. So he uh, he said to me, "Oh, you know, if you want to come down to the station, I can give you a tour of the offices and stuff." And I said, sure. So he goes, he drives me, and then we uh, go down to the dispatching center, and I see all the the nice setup that they have with the flat-screen TVs and stuff. I was pretty wowed by that, and we went through the offices, and he shows me how he does his detective work and how he spots people who look suspicious. He was telling me about all the crimes and stuff that happens in the area, and it's, he never mentioned that he did any detective work for victimless crimes, namely drugs. And I was happy about that, that he's solving real crimes such as property theft, burglaries, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, that's the stuff that gets people in, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that they they don't sell you, hey, kid, come on in, you're going to bust your friends who are smoking pot. Right, and I'm sure he would bust people for marijuana. I'm sure he would, too. But, but the thing is, is that we have rapport with each other, and... As we were talking, I would drop these liberty-minded ideas just casually, and, and they were packaged very nicely, and he seems receptive to it. 
Uh, for example, I, I was telling him, um, we were talking about crime on the streets with guns, and I said, oh, well, in New Hampshire, they don't have very many gun laws, and practically uh, many people, uh, guns are ubiquitous in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and the crime rates are very low. And I got him to agree with me that if we uh, removed gun legislation or gun regulations, that we could have a, a better effect on the crime rates. That's usually so think, pretty easy with cops until they start uh, finding out, you know, oh, you mean everybody's going to be able to have guns? But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I feel like I can have an effect on him, and I feel like that I already got him to agree with this one already, and then I can plant these seeds in his mind. So before I left, he said, hey, when you're back in New Jersey for winter break or Thanksgiving or whatever, come down to the, call me, because he gave me a cell phone number, uh, <laughs> come down to the station and we can, uh, I'll, do, I'll do undercover work in plain clothes and I'll show you around, because it's right on the beach. And the craziest stuff happens on the beach. So oh, yeah. what would happen is we would, we would go to like one of the, the good restaurants and what he's going to do is he's going to look around and he's going to say, hey, that guy looks suspicious. And then I'd ask him why. And then he would explain to me exactly what he's doing and why he thinks that certain people are suspicious for certain reasons and how he does his undercover work when he's in plain clothes. And I'm interested in this. I, I want to learn more about this. Absolutely. Now, yeah, you should. At the same time, I don't want to be a hypocrite as a voluntarist hanging out with a detective, with a cop, with somebody who's obviously hurting people well, by throwing people in drugs for jail, but at the same time... Well, I now hold like on a second. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now I see where you're coming from, but I've gone on a ride-along with the cops before as a voluntarist, and, uh, and I didn't have any responsibility for what the uh, the cop was doing in that case. You know, what I did was not going to have any effect on them. It was uh, was for the purpose of having a conversation with a police officer and, and talking about these issues and things like that. So if you're sitting out there at this restaurant and he says, yeah, all right, now look, Alex, there's that guy over there. He just did a drug deal and blah, 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 blah. So he's a bad guy. That would be a great opportunity to start talking about uh, the war on drugs. And, and I, it, it could be a really useful experience. Yeah, I don't see anything other than, uh, you know, somebody, some better than thou sort of uh, libertarian saying, well, you should shouldn't be hanging out with law enforcement officers. How else I mean, are they, they supposed to get the they ideas? They don't have any uh they don't have any standing. These would essentially be the the Pharisees of the libertarian movement. How else are these the cops supposed to get he, The difference Ian is that that cop knew your position. He doesn't know my positions because I'm very good at packaging what I say and how I say it. I don't what think that, that matters. How does that yeah, what is that how's that relevant to the conversation? Well, because I think that it's I, I'm not lying to him, but I'll say. But when I the way that I act around him, I act like I'm interested in law enforcement when I'm really hiding all the politics. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean you're not you're not uh, you're not uh, displaying your full viewpoint in front of him for fear of what that uh, that might cause as far well, as for a goodness reaction. sakes he's a police officer he should know all this stuff right what? <laughs> he should be able to tell what people are thinking that's what the <laughs> suggestion is.
Yeah, I don't really understand what the concern is, Alex. I mean, uh, you know, if you're interested in seeing what he does, then go out and have the, you know, have the experience with yeah. him. And I wouldn't miss the opportunity. Yeah, it sounds like a great opportunity, especially to continue dropping those ideas. Does that mean he's going to convert anytime soon? Probably not. But like you said, you're just planting seeds. So, you know, I fully support it. It's not like you're All going right, to be doing. The advice, you guys. Yeah, it's not like you're going to be doing the aggressing against anybody. And anytime he suggests it, you could say, well, wait a minute, it's just drugs, and then get into that conversation. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. The show is Free Talk Live. We allow you to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those, including our shrine of female listeners. Dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photos showing they are indeed listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Oh, yeah, validated videos are accepted as well. Shrine.freetalklive.com. From creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-freedom activism than you probably ever imagined possible here in New Hampshire, when you move here as part of the Free State Project, or come up and visit, you'll still be shocked at how much activism you'll be able to uh, you know, participate in in a relatively short period of time, uh, and, and how many people you'll meet that love liberty. Learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we continue with your calls, David is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, did you all hear anything about Michael Moore gave $5,000 to Bradley Manning's defense fund. Oh, good on him. I did hear that, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it? yeah. You know, I, I can't say that I'm a big fan of Michael Moore's politics in general. but The guy uh, does a lot of good things as far as I'm concerned. He, I mean, he, he believes what he says. Yeah. And, I, you know, I find that, I find that so refreshing because I, I feel that, you know, some of the, a lot of the pundits out there just in it for the money. He gets it wrong, you know, certainly on a number of issues. I mean, he is a socialist, basically, but he's, uh, he's against the war and he realized pretty quickly that Barack Obama was not going to be ending it. And I think he he was one of the first people in the you know kind of that side of things to uh, to come out against him. Plus, he he exposes he sees through the lies a lot of times, which is, is a well, lot of lies. He has seen through yeah, some lies. He sees through the lie. He sees through lies. Um, I mean, I don't know that I like his solutions, but yeah, I totally uh, I often agree with what he has to say as far as what is the problem. Right. He well, the real problem he hasn't successfully identified, and the and the real problem is the uh, the, the willingness of human beings to use coercive force on their peaceful human uh, neighbors. He hasn't gotten that one yet, and I don't know if he's uh, if he's even close. Yeah, I was I was talking to a friend of mine just a little while ago, and I asked him about the free staters, and I said, "What do you think about the free staters?" And he's like, he um. He, like many people, wasn't happy about the uh, activism part. But mm-hmm. I was trying to tell him I thought the activism part was good. I like it. I what do you have to good. say about it? He thought it was immature 
or silly or something. Yeah, it seems it seems to be that 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 seems to be a, a consensus. I don't know that I right. agree with it because it's hard to say. You know, who's mature, who's not? What right. define exactly. mature? Yeah, I think it's immature to uh, threaten your neighbors with violence if they don't go along with your plans, and that's what Plus the government they're does. They're absurd. They do absurd things. Like arrest people for drinking water and stuff like that, and they take right. themselves way too seriously and and, yep. and are way too petty and um absolutely, but you see well, the reason why power. they do that though David, the reason why they 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 have all this pomp and circumstance surrounding what they do is because it 's all a cover for violence, right, so yep. the government people have to act as though what they 're doing is acceptable and what they 're doing is respectable, and that uh, you know that we are very important, and that how dare you uh, you know disrupt our uh, proceedings and you know how dare you laugh at us because what we 're doing is serious, <laughs> this is serious business. And it's uh, it's a scam. I mean, they're 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 just covering for the the common threat of violence. They're nothing more than the the most successful criminal gang out there. Now, I'll be fair. You know, to be fair, the the city of Keene or the city of wherever you live is more accountable than any other governmental agency because they're closer to you. And of course, a larger city like Philadelphia, as we were talking about earlier, less accountable. They're far less accountable than the you know the people in the city of Keene, and the city of Keene is less accountable than the people in the town of fill in the blank. So uh, the, the smaller the government is, the more close it is to people, the more accountable it is. But it's still at its core, uh, its core value is violence. It is based on aggressive force. And people don't want to see that. And the government doesn't want them to see that. And the government doesn't want anybody to be uh, seen laughing at them or, or taking them lightly because then other people might be encouraged to laugh at them and, uh, and take them lightly. And if everybody all of a sudden starts uh, not taking them very seriously, then what do they have left? And if you engage with them on their, on their terms, to an extent you're validating what they are. And I don't think they should be validated. You know I'm what I'm saying? You. I'm, I'm with you. It makes sense to me, but you know, there's not much that you. And Mark, you were telling me about one of your neighbors uh, off the air who uh, you were having a conversation with, and he was explaining to you that he thinks that what was the word he used uh, about the the activist? frustrating, um, silly things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, he he doesn't he he doesn't see the uh, the activism as uh, beneficial. He doesn't see it as uh, doing anything worth doing. And, and he's somebody who would describe as a libertarian. I don't know that he would self describe as a libertarian, but no. I've talked to this guy. He's my neighbor. I've talked yeah. to him many, many times over the course of years, and I, I can tell you that this guy is really pretty close, um, you know, just as just as his general thoughts. I think that it's, you know, it's a, it's a communications issue. It may be a generation gap. I mean, I, it, it's hard for me to explain this because you don't know what people are thinking and what uh, what kind of preconceptions they have going into uh, experiencing the uh, the activism up here. I, and, I wasn't telling you to chasten you or the activists that are up here doing I was just this stuff. You were I, just I, I understand. Well, I'm right. I'm just telling you. Look, this is feedback I'm getting. There's a yeah. lot of feedback out there like this. There there is some feedback to the opposite side, and I don't know what is you know is it is the community split thirty seventy is a uh, split the other way thirty seventy. I don't have. Have any idea? I think, I think there's also a percentage of people that just don't know or don't care either. There's. I think that those, those people, people largely too. are being recruited by the uh, the the larger media streams out there, and those larger media streams think that you guys suck. Well, yeah. well a lot of negative people have the bigger mouths. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're that that. I don't think the big mouths are loud, but I don't think they're 
that many numbers to I, me. I agree with you. And David, you're out on the streets and you're calling from Keene, New Hampshire. I've, I've seen you yeah. out on out and about and you know, right. you're, you're talking to people. And, and, and a lot of the activists are out talking to people too when they're at work and they're out just kind of out and about in social scenes and things like that. And and they're not hearing it, you know. I mean, they're they're just not hearing a lot of the supposed hatred and, and anger. Well, there's a there's a new group, the there. the Free Keen against the Free Keen, whatever. Well, which the, the, it's not very group. big, but well, it's only it's it's relatively it's, new. It's a new Facebook group that's been formed. It's called Free Keen from the Free Keen Stigma, and even they are not the haters. Uh, they are not the the ones who are sniping anonymously from the uh, the local newspaper forum. Because but those are old people. <laughs> We don't know who they are, Mark. Likely they are. They, those, no, they're reading newspapers. On, a, on an internet? Uh, on an internet connection? I don't think they're li- as likely to be elderly, but uh, I, I think they're just nasty people from anywhere around the world that don't like what's going on here. I, there's no evidence that any of them are even here in Keene. I mean, there's no way to know for sure because they're anonymous posts online. This new group, I think they're coming at it from a constructive uh, angle. I, I originally had called them an opposition group, but they're really only opposed to some of the methods of some of the activists that might be associated with Free Keen, and they're interested in having discussions. And they're going to be doing a uh, some sort of a demonstration. It's they're not calling it a protest. It's a demonstration, and they're saying it's going to be a demonstration in favor of one of the activists who has uh, written a letter. Heike, uh, the lady who was arrested for uh, having a beer in the park, she's written a letter to the city council to try to get them to consider the open container ordinance. So they're they're having a demonstration supposedly in support of her writing a letter. So they are those who wish to see activists work within the system, right? And what I said to them on their on their Facebook group was, look. I don't think the system works very well at all. But if you can prove to me that you can use the system to make government smaller, please, I'd love to be proven wrong. Just don't expect me to get very excited about it until you can make the, you know, until you can show proof of concept. Because you, for all the talk about smaller government, one of the local uh, councilors, uh, city councilors on the, the radio just this past weekend said something to the effect of, we all want smaller government. When she was talking about right. how... Which is this, this is the silly pandering that always tickles the crap out of me. I mean, Keene has the largest... Essentially, you pay the most taxes in the state of New Hampshire, yep. in the city of Keene, and these people talk about small government as right. if they're where not lying out of their pants. Where if, if, if we all want smaller government, then where the heck is it? Anyway, David, thanks for the call and the thoughts. As always, appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line... So come on up here, freestateproject.org. There's a lot of fun to be had and a lot to learn about, too. Uh, We'll come back with your thoughts in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live in moments. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time for you. And tonight, it's Ian here. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Head on over, enjoy the features there, including our news updates. You get signed up, you will know what's going on about Free Talk Live, and you'll know it first. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on board. Also, if you enjoy the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us 
at amazon.freetalklive.com. You just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of Amazon's profits. It's the Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer with a tremendous amount of products for you to, uh, from which you can choose. They've got dozens of categories and you can even buy used items if you want to save a few extra bucks. But, of course, if you're buying brand new, in many cases, you'll get free Super Saver shipping. So get your shopping done. Get your stuff uh, that you want or need delivered directly to your door or office or wherever it is you want to deliver it. And then feel good because not only are you getting a great deal on the products you're looking for, but Free Talk Live is getting a portion of Amazon's profits. When you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Uh, so we're going to continue here. A quick update, and then, Mark, you're going to tell us about voting machines. Uh, but a quick update on uh, some good news. Catherine Bleich, who is uh, not living in New Hampshire, but is one of our frequent visitors here uh, to New Hampshire, one of the uh, more noteworthy liberty activists out there, she was found not guilty. And she had a, tr- a trial last week. I guess it was Thursday or something like that. I don't remember what day it was. I was there, but uh, it, it, she had a trial, and it was for the disorderly arrest, dis- disorderly conduct arrest that happened at the 420 celebration during the Liberty Forum la- um, this earlier this year in uh, late was it late February? It was March actually this year. It was yes late March. in Nashua, New Hampshire. In Nashua, New Hampshire, there were uh, there was one young man who was arrested for uh, cannabis possession, and then some other folks stood in front of the police car, and those people were found guilty, as I understand it. I don't know about the young man with the, the cannabis, but uh, the people standing in front of the the police car were found guilty of so-called disorderly conduct. Catherine did not stand in front of the police car. She was using her video camera and was getting fairly close to the police, apparently, with, uh, with that camera and asking them a bunch of very important probing questions about freedom and what they were doing to, to peaceful people. And, and she was pretty upset. She was pretty heated that day. And... You know, she didn't attack the cops or anything like that. She was just verbally assaulting them, if you will. And she had her camera, and I, I loved every word that she said. It was just great stuff. If you haven't seen the videos, you can look for Nashua420 on freekeen.com, and I think that'll probably pull most of them up. But uh, they, they they went after her. They arrested her that day. She was charged with disorderly conduct. And then they effed around with her uh, by by basically making her come Setting out. Setting a court date and then yeah. uh, canceling the court date after she had come all the way from Texas to New Hampshire. That's right. And so she came all the way back out from Texas to New Hampshire last week for the for the actual trial, which did transpire. And she had an attorney, which was a difference as well. The other folks defended themselves. Yes, the uh, eminent Seth Hippel. One could say that it was the attorney that uh, made the difference, but on the other hand, it's, she also didn't stand in front of the police car, so that was probably a pretty big factor. Could also. be. Could be either. Uh, but yeah, who knows? Uh, that remains to be seen. There is still one more trial that is uh, yet to happen, the trial of Lauren Canario, who was another one of the disobedience uh, that was in front of the police car. So we shall. Oh, and Bill, I think uh, Big Mike still has uh, his trial yet to come as well. So two more uh, trials from that particular day. And so I guess some good news. She was found not guilty. So hooray. That's good news. And not that if she'd been found guilty, it would have meant anything anyway, because it's unlikely they would have ended up hitting her with a fine because they would have uh, probably given her a suspended sentence. And since she's not in New Hampshire, she shouldn't really have to worry about that. And not guilty leaves them open for a lawsuit. So that's a good thing. Uh, Oh, yeah. For for a false arrest. Yeah. Oh, that's an excellent point. Yeah, because I don't think anybody's ever really been found not guilty on anything significant like yeah. this. Cops shouldn't be arresting somebody who's filming them. 
This is a great point. Uh, I'm sure that Seth Hipple, the attorney, has thought of this, uh, but should run it by him anyway, just uh, just in case. Yeah, I can't imagine he missed that. He's pretty on the ball. He did a real good job uh, at the the trial. One of the things that he tried to do— Smart as whip, George George Mason uh, graduate. One of the things that he did was uh, was question the police on their report writing skills. Uh, So the police were making these allegations in court about what Catherine was allegedly doing, and he would call them out like, well, that wasn't in your report. If it was an important— element of a crime shouldn't it have been your in your police report and the cops were uh, uh, yeah. so it was great he really cornered him anyway congrats to Catherine Bleich your calls are welcome 800-259-9231 let's continue Mark you've got a story about voting because yeah. voting that's how you're supposed to change the system that's what the critics are saying toward the civilly disobedient people you guys need to cut it out and just work within the system and vote and part of the uh, the, the idea of voting machines is, is that they're going to make the voting the counting more accurate mm-hmm. um, the electronic know, ones yeah, yeah the electronic machines out there they're going to make it more accurate and, and you know, we don't have to worry about these these things will be as accurate don't worry they create their own paper trail and they're tamper proof. This is from the Brad blog at bradblog.com. I got it actually off of uh, Freedoms Phoenix. This is your Sequoia touchscreen voting machine. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did he get his uh, business privilege license? I don't know. If if a blog doesn't have the license, I don't know if I trust them. I don't think he's in Philadelphia. Okay. This is your Sequoia touchscreen voting machine with Pac-Man hacked into it without disturbing any of the tamper evidence (laughs) seals supposedly meant to protect it from hackers. What? That's right. The Pac-Man hack into the Sequoia Dominion voting machines was revealed this week. Well, that sounds really friendly. The Dominion. Yeah. It was accomplished without breaking any of the tamper evidence seals that voting machine companies and election officials claim are used to ensure nobody can physically hack into them without being discovered. We discovered the machine with the original tamper evidence seals intact, the hackers from Princeton and University of Michigan reported. The software can be replaced without breaking any of these seals simply by removing a few screws and opening the case. There's (laughs) there is video of checking this out of of, that you can see oh man yep this (laughs) it's it's amazing it's amazing Is that it? No, no. I it it, it does go on. It's the it, it's it's it says that uh, short of ad- adding tamper evidence seals to these machines, the uh, the same seals that went undisturbed when Pac-Man was hacked into the Sequoia AVC Edge machine. Very little has changed since 2006. Most of the same hackable, often 100% unverifiable electronic voting systems are still in use today in both uh, primary elections this year, such mm-hmm. as the one where the unknown, unemployed, campaignless Alvin Green was said to have defeated four-term <laughs> state. Legislator uh, Circuit Court Judge Vic Rall for the Democratic U.S. Senate nomination, as well as in general elections this November. Oh, the, never fear. The Don't voting do- machines not made by Sequoia uh, is used by the 80 percent of other jurisdictions in the U.S. work largely the same but, way and are largely equally as hackable. Mark, these are hackers. We're talking about the government here. Don't you trust them? This doesn't have anything to do with it. No. And these hackers us took the, the machine, took some screws out and, uh, you know, slipped in some software and hacked them. Are you telling me that somebody can't do that in a voting booth inside of five minutes and then hack the whole system and throw an election? Look, it's the this government. Is, I, it's, not, it's not the government. This they is one person in a, in a voting booth. They care. They no, care. the government may care, but we'll they're incompetent. We'll detect. Our IT team. <laughs> How come they crack? didn't detect this? It's How a... come they haven't detected the previous hacks like this? 
Our IT teams are on the job. We pay them. But they've missed. 000. They've missed these several we'll times. We'll pay them more. We'll pay them more. You're paying. That, you pay them all you want. They're still going to be government bureaucrats. They're still going to be unaccountable. Nobody went to prison for the previous hacks, do, and nobody will go to prison because to, nobody's accountable. <laughs> Look, what we need to do is just buy new voting machines. Or we go need- back to paper or whatever. No, the fact is <laughs> that if you think that voting is what your solution is, maybe on the local level, maybe where there isn't that much money at stake. Maybe but, in New Hampshire where you can actually watch them count the votes. When it, that might when, it gets, when it gets to the point that there's so much money in play, there's, it, it's not about who votes. It's about how, who counts them. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm not saying every election's thrown, but I'm telling you some they of them are. They can do it. They can do it if they want to. And there's even been shenanigans up here in New Hampshire with the, where they have paper ballots. They don't have yeah. the electronic machines up here. Remember uh, during was the it Ron the Paul electric- campaign? They uh, t- the, during the primaries they took uh, they had these boxes. They're supposed to be sealed right. with the tape. Right. The tape wasn't on them, and then uh, they were just folded up together. And you're to assume that the ballots in those boxes were the ones cast by the people who were in the voting. Uh, Places. There were all kinds of really questionable uh, situations. And what do you do? Well, I guess that what you can do is move enough liberty-loving people to one place where they will keep an eye on these things. I was invited in my town to watch the, the ballot counting this uh, this last uh, mm-hmm. election. And, you know, I intend to take them up on these things when I have an opportunity. Unfortunately, they, they do the counting at 7 to 8 o'clock, which normally Nobody puts me on the air. Nobody ever wants to go to that stuff. Yeah, it does. Anyway, we're out of time. For tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night, though. You can join us online in the meantime, of course, at freetalklive.com. Just trust them. They're the government. Right? They deserve your trust. They've earned it, certainly. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. They wouldn't do anything to hurt you. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752.